Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. We're doing it a little different this week, folks. We told you we were going to have an amazing intro. So we're going to do, how do we call it, a cold open. Because we want to make sure that when you... The Nikolai cold open. The Nikolai, this is like going to the way back machine. The way, way back machine. Looks like we're just getting live on the Dean Blundell Network. And as soon as I can see things happen... We're going to load this mother and it's going to be something. Um, good to see you, Ted. We mm-hmm. we took the long way to get here. We did. So, so there's some major technical issues because I am not a technical person when it comes to hardware. It was just one of those. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Who would have thought Limbiscuit knew what was going on? That's good pull. That, good, yeah. uh, good old school reference. I know. I'm good at this. Okay. You should be quoting some corn or something. Yeah. <laughs> Freak on a leash. Okay. <laughs> I think we're ready for it, folks. Big thanks to our buddy Glenn, and I will make sure we give him all the props. This is definitely not my work. I just wrote the script. Here we go. I'm, I'm wearing my shirt. Got my got my shirt on. Little camo stormtrooper. Here we go. <laughs> Wow. That's great. Wow. Wow. You did a great job on that. That's oh, awesome. I feel I, like it's it's a new hope. Uh I think after this game, I, I thought it was all over. I thought maybe uh maybe it was a t- attack of uh, attack of the clones, but uh it was a new hope. Welcome to the PP1 podcast. Clearly you saw in the intro. We'd like to uh, welcome you from wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, we are on the Dean Blundell Network across his wide array of social networks. It's pretty great. Thanks for thanks for allowing us to do that, Dean. Um, we are partnered with our good friends at Move Health and Wellness, and we'll get to them a little bit later. Uh, make sure if you guys want to comment along and tell us how awesome that video was, uh, go on Facebook, <laughs> go on our Facebook, PP1 Podcast, on our YouTube page, the PP1 Podcast. Uh, we still don't get tweets or replies and stuff on Twitter. So YouTube and uh, Facebook are definitely the place to be. Ted, as I said, it took some time to get here, but we got here. We had a late start because apparently TNT um, decides when the Canucks are going to play the the second game. (laughs) So we are doing this at 1030 at night, which is past both of our bedtimes. It's late. It's it's a little late. You had some technical problems, which, of course, when we push everything, when all the chips are in, of course, somebody loses the cards, right? That's so the way it works. That, that's yeah. that's something 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 like that. So, as I said, we are on Apple, 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and hopefully your headphones and in front of your eyes if you're watching Late Night. Maybe don't check out any of those other post games. Come to us because we decided to wait it out after a game that was basically over. I was at the rink. It was 5 nothing before the game even started against the Islanders. They made it interesting. It was 5-3. I'm, you know, you watching the third period. That game, the second period was bonkers. And they managed to... I mean, they lost. Canucks lost 6-3, mm-hmm. which was okay. But it felt well, they like... said, yeah, only five teams in NHL history, I think, have come back from a 5 nothing deficit. So, I mean, the, the, the odds were stacked against them, but it was... It was it was an entertaining third for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, it it had the makings of an upset for sure. Thatcher Demko comes in, makes a massive five alarm save um, to keep them in in the second period, and then they just started trucking along. Typical Canucks. So this team, this team has, I I don't know gumption. They I mean they're Ooh, gumption. There they're going to be playing fluky hockey. I think, uh, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen. As we get closer to the trade deadline, um, they said it. They said it right there too in the in the cast or in the in the telecast. Like John Garrett saying, the Canucks need to go on some kind of a run here, right? Yeah, <clears throat> if they're going to make any any headway, if there's going to be any traction. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's like yeah. I, I mean, we saw the run this year with the Boudreau bump. Yep, and it's going to be difficult for this team to go on a run because this is it's not a high end team, right? I mean. Not at all. They're playing 500 hockey because this is probably a 500 hockey team, right? I mean, even even with Boudreaux at the helm. Totally. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, this this All Star break, I can only imagine the conversations that we're having. What's going to come out of this? Um, because I would, I can only, I can only think that there's going to be some major changes and some shifts going to be made for sure. It uh, well, as we saw with the All Star break, if you saw in the our intro video. Uh, Quinn Hughes went to the All-Star break <laughs> and got COVID, as did his brother. So that's... Well, now, it, be, because he has it, does that make him exempt now? He can just travel with... He's got the 180-day pass or whatever. Something so now like he's that. had it, so he just makes passes now. He's good. I think so. I think That's so. like your golden ticket, I think. If you got COVID, <laughs> you test positive, you get the positive test, then you're free to go. What a world, eh? Like I mean, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's okay, and I'm assuming. I mean, it's got to be vaccinated. He's uh, he's 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 a dude. He's one of our dudes. So, but I, yeah. yeah, I mean, hopefully he's okay and gets through it because Brandon Sutter still isn't back. I mean, he's long gone. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? I, I you can only imagine what that's been like. And what do we the, have an update on Sutter? Like, what is the deal with? No, nothing. Hey. Nothing. I haven't spoken about him. He's. I f- you forget he's even on this team. Well, every now and then, yeah, I keep thinking like, oh right, like wouldn't that be something to get him back for? Could really use a quality fourth liner, quality skating fourth line center right now. I, Especially one that makes a million bucks. No kidding. And then uh, Travis Hamonic apparently was practicing, so that's news. I'm so over that. Yeah, but I mean, as soon as he comes back, you're like, oh right, that oh, happened. Yeah. This is great. I can, you know what? He looks solid, decent defenseman. I could get used to seeing a, a quality NHL defenseman in this roster because we've got guys like Burroughs and we've got guys like Brad Hunt, like Hunt, right? Yeah, like that's great. I'm, I'm happy to see him back. In, oh, he's not. Oh, shoot. We can't actually use him for a bunch of games because 
you got to do border crossings and stuff. So that's kind of a bummer. It's so like, it's so mind blowing. And it's just one of those lasting things from Jim Benning. My goodness. But it like you look at, cause Quinn Hughes is out um, till the, after the Leafs game on Saturday. And you look at what this roster looked like. I mean, they held their own after getting shelled five, nothing. Like again, you blinked and that game was out of hand. Mm-hmm. And yet, Typical Barry Trotz team, eh? Yeah. It was just tough to play against. Oh, man. And it was, it was fun. Like, I enjoyed I'm sitting there thinking, that, what if they come back? Like, is it's it's possible. And they don't have Quinn Hughes. And guys like Burroughs and Hunt were stepping up. Um, I think Pod Colson had a really big game. Seemed like a lot of their depth players really, uh, really brought themselves into the fold. And I think everybody just had an absolute just sleeper of a first period. But I mean, even then, you know, they did score a goal. They they did get one. Luke Shen scored tonight, which is awesome. Like, what's Luke Shen doing? Like that guy needs to finish his career in Vancouver now. Yeah, guys, he's skating around with big dick energy right now. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I don't know. It, it it's just such an interesting team right now. And JT Miller is absolutely going off. Um, speaking of JT Miller, let's roll the clip, folks. Let's roll Whoa. the damn clip. Correct, Larson with the Coyotes changing. He's got some time and leaves the puck for JT Miller. Miller through center. Over the Coyote blue line. Gets through. Scores! Disgusting. <laughs> absolutely, like, just disgusting. That goal, I mean, that was Connor McDavid esque. Um, it was. I'm saying it. Was it. different. I'm saying it. It counts. You can't say Connor that. just hits a little different. <laughs> I want. I want Connor McDavid. We have Connor McDavid at home. Yeah, uh, you just the second you said that. Yeah. I instantly had flashes of of Connor McDavid doing that, and he just looked faster. He did look a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah. But without that, if it was Connor, he would have just went wide on the guy, no problem. But Miller doesn't have that kind of speed, so he's got to get creative. So he makes the power move on the defender and then puts the puck between his legs before retrieving it and then going wide on the goaltender. Just, that was just ridiculous. So speed speed is a difference. So it's like eating pizza. If it's hot pizza, it's really good. But if it's cold pizza, like, yeah, it's pizza, but it doesn't taste the same. So So temperature or speed was the deciding factor for you on this one. Yeah. How did the, uh, how did the hipster, why did the hipster burn his mouth? <laughs> because he wanted to eat pizza before it was cool. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've, so, uh, first and foremost, I want to get, uh, as, as I said in the intro, I'm going to be referencing that intro for a while. Uh, the Wendy's, Wendy's spicy chicken. I went again and I tweeted them and they liked my tweet. Um, they've definitely changed the recipe. I've had it like four times in the last seven, eight days, which is probably not good for my bank account, and we don't need to talk about that. But they've definitely changed it. It is spicier. Good on you, Wendy's. Is it spicier? It I, is. I don't know. It is. And which, I mean, which Wendy's did you stop at? I've, you stop at the I've, one by Orchard Park? I've done that one. I did the one on the west side on like Monday or Friday. don't remember. I think um, me and you have different spice tolerances maybe this is where that's coming from i'm not saying that this is like beef vindaloo or something like that but it's as far as ranking it as a a chicken sandwich 
and adding spice to it. This isn't like McDonald's spice. You're like, oh, we got this big, big campaign out. And you're like, yeah, it's a sauce. It's fine. Like it's, it does. Wendy's like, they're consistently like, it's on the menu. We don't need to brag about it. Sometimes we will. But something changed and they didn't even talk about it. So I'm here to champion this cause. I I am. I'm just saying. So you you brought up uh, that that cool hipster joke, and I follow. Is it cool though? It, yeah, what's cool? It's hot. I follow on Instagram dad jokes, hmm. and there was That'd one. It's I spend like a good ten minutes a day just going through older ones, and so there's <laughs> there's one. This one might be my new favorite. I was really struggling to get my wife's attention, so I sat down on the sofa and looked comfortable. That did the trick. <laughs> to all the people that are married out there, men, uh, I would I would say this is a, a men only thing because I mean women get stuff done. So we uh, sit down, like men sit down. Clearly, we don't have anything to do, so. It just seems like it's, I mean, it's a stereotype. We just, we sit down and that's what happens. Yeah, because we, speaking of women getting stuff done. Oh, perfect segue. Knock yeah. it out of the park. Go for it. Canucks, Canucks, they're, go, they're going with Cami Granado, AGM. They have, wait for it, wait for it, two yeah, yeah. AGMs. Amazing. And they're both women. It's so cool, man. I'm so stoked about it. This is I'm just it's it's such a it's going to be such a fresh perspective, I think, and I'm just stoked for that. It's the whole Especially for how stagnant it's been. And they're like they've got Rachel Dory and they've mm-hmm. got uh, Emily Cast uh or Castingay, um Cami Granado. Yeah. Uh I feel like I'm missing someone. Like there's another person I'm missing. Maybe not. But like just all these just not I'm not going to say outside the box, but a, some of it, like they're it, unfortunately, it is it outside is. the box. It would be considered outside the box, right? I mean, it doesn't make it wrong. It's in, in, in I mean, these women are they're qualified regardless. So, and we stole the, her from if, Seattle, which is great. yeah. If the best person for the job wins the wins the day, then that's all we're looking for. Exactly. I don't really care. That's like people talking about this roster. There, we get so bent out of shape about the fact that. Some players we really like are going to have to leave this roster, but if I care about the winning roster, that's what I care about. I care about the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's here. Mm-hmm. Right? It matters obviously if if they bring in, you know, Tom Wilson and Brad Marchand and then we got a problem. Angelo. Yeah, and we win the cup. I might have some issues with that. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Where you 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 become endeared to the players that. But you can't help it. And you know what? I was thinking about this uh, today or yesterday. And like we do, we get so, we get so tied to the roster and we just love, like there's no one better than Brock Besser. There's no one better than JT Miller or Todd Bertuzzi or the Sedins or Naslin or like all these guys, like we just feel like they're going to be lifers and they'll never leave and they will have consistent output and everything will be great, and we'll win the Stanley Cup, and we keep thinking this. Well, we haven't won the Stanley Cup. The Canucks haven't won it, and now they're taking a different approach for probably a third time. I mean, Pat Quinn and Brian Burke had a pretty good little run, their first little get-go with, you know, 
going after Burray when they had like you know scribbles on like a ledger like oh no he's played he's played the proper 10 games and like all these little things and then going after the Sedines obviously was a big deal and then after that whole segment ended then we get Mike Gillis and that first day well I don't know if the Sedines are the guys to lead this team and then he goes and gets a sleep doctor and you know they redo the dressing room and flight schedules and all these things and that was a big deal. You know, they're the first people there like at the NHL's headquarters the day that the schedule, you know, is is open for open for um, you know, um editing. And they're there and they're the only ones and everyone's complaining. Yeah, they're in there they're in there chiseling. It's great. For, for proactively for a better schedule. Like they they made Vancouver a desirable place to play. Yeah. And now okay. And now you've got Cami Granado, you've got Emily Castonge, you've got Patrick Alvin, you've got Jim Rutherford. All these people have won. They've won things. And they've won big things. They've won whether it's a Stanley Cup yeah, or... Cammy Granado's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Famer. So is Rutherford. You know. No, no big deal. No, MBD. Things are finally changing and there's going to be there's going to be changes that we're probably not going to like. And they're probably going to be uncomfortable. What what could I mean? Think about what this fan base has endured with this team over the past eight years, and what could possibly happen that's going to be super uncomfortable that this this team is not going to that there's going to be not going to like. There's going to be a couple things. So either they are all in on JT Miller and they re-sign him and all that jazz, or mm-hmm. Or they actually use a massive trade chip that they can get in a pretty decent haul for. And they use that to their advantage to, I don't know, uh, I believe it's called uh, build the future to, you know, actually give this team a fighting chance at being a contender. They've also got, I mean, I love them to pieces. They've got a guy like Brock Besser. And it personally would, it would crush me to see him gone. However, Brock Besser also holds a lot of value on the open market um whatever that looks like like he can score is he going to be the greatest winger that the canucks have ever seen i'm sorry he's not i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna flip it on besser a little bit and i'm a besser fan you know that i've supported besser for the long i've liked how much his game has grown when his shot wasn't working how good he looks defensively yeah absolutely He's not even a thirty goal scorer. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like he's what? What are we? Marty Jelena had better offensive seasons than Brock Besser did. Anson Carter did. Anson Carter. Sorry, folks. So it's 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 not the it it the puck doesn't stop with with Brock Besser and and I like Besser. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really want to see him go. But if these guys are going, and we're we're talking about being pissed off about it. It means that good things are probably coming back, right? I mean, yeah. If the if this management shits the bed and they trade Besser and you get a second back, then yeah, be pissed. Yeah, but I mean, but we can only assume yeah. that this management group is going to make good decisions when it comes to giving a either ammunition to restock the cupboards or restock the cupboards with with incoming prospects because past Rathbone there isn't any. There's nothing. There, there is guys obviously that are that are fun to watch and but are we don't have know, game changers could, we could, don't have future future guys that are going to be 
you there's know, no guarantees. Mm-hmm. I mean, the best prospect is Rathbone. He's not on this roster right now. You could argue that he should be on this roster. Right. But, I mean... You mean after his goal and four assists? Who, who, are, who are we looking at here? We're looking at third-round draft picks that are... There's nothing. You're hoping Everybody's for Victor. Graduated now. You're hoping for Victor Person to blow up. Like you're you're hoping for the guys that are four years away to absolutely hit. The problem is four years is a long time, and we need to start hitting in two. Yeah. It's... So you need you need change, and I'm not one of these people that like. I hate hearing how well he's 28 and or 29 and blah 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 statistical you know prime this that and the other, but. I mean, at 31, they're not going to be any better. And at some point, like, there, there has to be a turnover. And I mean, we... Wait, you're talking about a two-year window. Just And that's just to get competitive. They're not saying they're going to win the cup, but it's either we are massively competitive in two years, and, you know, hopefully things are happening in that time, or, again, we're, we're right back where we were. We're Edmonton, basically. Yeah, because we're talking about guys like... Daniela Klimovich or Jet Wu coming in to save that's that that's guys those are nice lottery tickets to have and maybe they pan out as NHLers but that's not what we're yeah you don't cash not what in we're, on that. we're no guys and you you like the person Come on. you like the person sure. like you go back to Brock Besser you go to Miller we like these people because they're ca- them. there's you know they're they're good guys there's character there's we watched them grow up in the system exactly there's, there's there's nobody even as good as Brock coming up. But look how many other... And we just we just talked about the fact that Brock isn't a 30-goal scorer. He's still a very, very good NHLer, but there's not even anybody who you could feasibly see come in and fill Brock's shoes. And we're looking at a guy like Puck Colson, who is arguably our best prospect. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a full-time NHLer. Yeah. And we there's no way we could expect him to fill that role. Maybe no. one day. But why why are the Canucks so special? Like, why is this team... Why is, why is Why is our fan base always felt like... The, you know they they are like the creme de la creme of NHL franchises and no one can penetrate our stronghold of amazing amazing prospects and talent and all-stars do you know how many teams trade away star players all of them they this all has do to it. be I think you and I go through this all the time in fantasy football right where you you value your own roster you think it's the best Higher than the incoming trade, especially at the start of the season. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, so I think Vancouver fans, and I'm just going to guess because I'm not a fan of other teams, but I think Vancouver fans in general value their players high because they're attached to them, right? I mean. Yeah. But it, I mean, there's, there's how many of these guys, like, how many of these guys move on? Lots of them. They, mm-hmm. I, Mark andre Fleury, you know, everyone, he was, you know, loved in Pittsburgh. He was the I freaking... bet you they'd like to have Fleury back the last Dude, couple seasons. Yeah, but... Not that, I mean, Tristan Jerry's an all-star, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but like you get rid of Mark andre Fleury. The, your Stanley Cup, the guy won a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And they watched him from nothing. They watched him from, this is the team, man, you just got to stay. Like, mm-hmm. things are bad right now. They had Crosby and Malkin. Things were looking really bad. Eventually, they won, and it took some time. But, I mean, th- that's one example. You can go to, um, I'm not going to use Arizona, I, but like there's. I'm just going to throw, the, I'll throw this out as a quick example of, of walking away from a very good player and, and making way for the incumbent. And not everybody was down with. Thatcher Demko taking over for for Markstrom. People wanted the Canucks to re-sign Markstrom and were upset that they didn't sign him at the value that 
Calgary yeah. got him at. Right, right. Fast forward a year and a half later. I mean, Markstrom's killing it, but you also it's have Mark a lot great, more. But we're looking at an all-star in Demko. You have a lot longer timeline with with Demko than you do Markstrom. And again, we knew what we had in Markstrom, and I think that would have been had they kept him. I mean, would have been a mistake. It, just it, it would have been. been. He still would have done. Ultimately, he still would have been doing some amazing things. But yeah. moving on from Demko, you would have thought, oh man, like we probably could have just had him and parted ways with Markstrom. It's all timeline, mate. I mm. mean, that's why. I won't say the fan base, but I, I'd say a specific group of people, I, myself, are are annoyed with the fact that we wasted Quinn Hughes, Elias Pettersson's rookie contract years, Yep, along with JT Miller's prime years. Yeah. Well, and I'm not going to bring up the other guy who is rumored to be going to Calgary. I, there are, there are TT, Mr. Toff. Former Vancouver Canuck, Montreal Canadian, rumored to go to Calgary. Like that, like that was a steal. Mm-hmm. They got him, and that made way too much sense. And again, that's all in the past, and we can't dive too much it's into a, that. You got to refiki that one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a it, deep it, Yeah, but it is like those are those are things that that hurt. And now they have to move on and they have to be able to figure out what is that next step? What is the new game plan? And Jason Botchford was the man that basically, you know, coined the the way to set guy. Well, now they have way to set girls. And you know who <laughs> nine times out of ten is probably the right person to be in a position like that? It would be a woman. And they've got two of them. They've got ones. Listen, maybe that's not the best. You've got two of those people. Instead of what we used to have nothing and they just mm-hmm. made moves like oh well let's trade for a Gabranson. you know what let's sign him again let's <sighs> do spiza let's do, like there's some bad stuff that happened there's some bad bad decisions and yeah, now I mean, and now it's just we, we, yeah. we did hire the gm that <laughs> that traded for Gabranson. so i'm i'm being positive here and hoping that we're going to be making better decisions than than the incumbent yeah so but you get what i mean <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like it does it's, suck it's that, that was that literally probably... the that was literally the guy literally the guy yeah okay I mean, he's just so handsome though he, he is uh i will be inserting this in a second so uh here comes an ad read um, yeah i don't think you have to tell people that you edit after though hey it's ryan from the pp1 podcast on crier media if you're looking for a spot to advertise your company your brand your cheese wheel some beer maybe some donuts this is the spot. Reach out to me via DM on Twitter or Instagram at always94, and I'd be more than happy to chat with you. Worst case scenario, we just become best friends. And how awesome does that sound? I can edit that out too. I can do whatever I want. Fair I can, enough. I can do whatever I want. Um, I was trying to figure out. Can you put out, a, a subscribe here link right above my finger? I, I could do that. I That's going to be tough. I gotta figure out where that needs, how that needs well, to. Happen. You're the one that's claiming you do magic. So that's that's whatever. true. That's true. Um, I was trying to figure out a way that to say that the Coyotes had like one of those players that they let go, um, but they're letting go of a lot of stuff, and uh, they're they're letting go of an arena deal. They're letting go of a lot of stuff. They are apparently for sure playing at ASU next season. Whenever that arena is done, it's five thousand seats. Five thousand seats, which is. Prospera Place, basically. Um, smaller. Uh, but smaller. And 
there's a chance that they won't even sell that out. So here's the thing. Kelowna has got a great hockey market. And if you're going to be playing in front of 5,000 fans, I guarantee you we'll sell it at an NHL barn in Kelowna. I'll make sure. We sell it at a WHL barn. Yeah. It's, uh, we're kind of a big deal here. So if it doesn't work out in a major market like Phoenix, Arizona, Gary, you've got some problems. And at some point, at some point, you just have to say, you know what? It's just not working. And we've said this so many times. Does Gary just not have problems anyways? Like, There's got to be more recall. to this. There has to be more to this, doesn't there? They're working so hard. They're working so damn hard. To make for Arizona, fetch happen. Left, right, and center, which seems like every five years, they work hard for Arizona. Why? They work hard when it was Phoenix. Why? They work hard to make the move. They supplement. I don't recall anybody working this hard to keep Quebec or Winnipeg. There's got to be some kind of like backdoor shady deal going on because it just, it doesn't make sense that they have fought this hard for this long. I mean, Atlanta, we found out things were bad in Atlanta. The Jets were in Winnipeg like that summer. It was done. It was done. They already had a draft with Winnipeg. We don't know what you're called yet. Mm -hmm. In like months. No. Yeah, I remember when they tried, they tried to name it something different than the Jets, and then like the city revolted. Like it, how how does it go on this long? And I know that Arizona and Phoenix and all that, I know it's a big market. We all get that. But it, it's a big market that doesn't work for hockey. I mean, there's fans there, and that's the unfortunate. There are real fans. Arizona State University is one of like the high end universities, but sports programs, and they have a, a a 5,000 seat arena. I'm just going to guess that that's not huge. No. I'm going to guess that, you know, the, the Michigans and the Ohio states and. Oh, it's shaking tonight at ASU. No, it's not. You know, Notre Dame. I'm going to guess that they all have bigger arenas than that. So it's you're not, not hockey market. you're not saying ASU is going to get uh, the big outdoor game. So you're saying there's a chance. I just it just feels like there is something there that I mean you're you're paying into basically like a rental program. Like the NHL, all the other franchises are paying into this this program mm-hmm. to keep them I, I just don't get why ever much just make them seethe. Oh, I well this apparently does. They've talked to a few GMs and, and owners, so they're like, Why are we keeping this afloat? I I don't get it. I really don't, and no one does. But that it, it it goes on this long, where they've already had an expansion franchise in Seattle, right? You've had relocation of the Jets a while ago. Vegas has come in. Like all of these other markets have come in, and you're still making something. You're trying to make something work, and it just doesn't. And it just cheapens it. It cheapens the whole thing. Oh. Why, why, did, why did pro sports franchises take so long to figure it out that it would work in Las Vegas? Because they don't want to admit well, that, it, that it would work in Las Vegas? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, well, a lot of it was gambling. I know that was a big reason, and I know the NBA is trying to make it happen, but it was a lot of it was to do with gambling and, and how it was uh, legalized. I don't know what that was. Olympic bronze and airplane combined. Alpine. Oh, in airplane? I'm like, whoa. Airplane. That Jack, is... Ca- Jack Crawford, Olympic bronze medal alpine. There you All go. Right. You're getting up-to-date stuff here, people. This is this is how it works on, on the PP1 podcast. We don't just bring you stale, um, mediocre Canucks takes. We're going to bring you up-to-date Olympic coverage as well. 
via um, notifications. So I don't know. I, I just no, don't. I, the whole Arizona thing, like it's when just, I think about Arizona and their and their and their uh, arena situation, I just think like, it just it makes me shake my head. So we're gonna get into two things because it was a good week for hockey. First and foremost, we've got a debate, and you and I are going to figure this out. So first, we're going to show this one. Calgary still leading, though, by two. Bedard to bring him up for Regina. One on two, step by the defenseman to the net. The deke, and he scores! Oh, my! Does it get any better than that? Connor Bedard puts on a show. He finds the back of the cage. Building buzzing on the road. Regina back in this thing. Trail it two to one. Oh, my. Need a thesaurus to describe a lot of these plays, Brad. An ankle breaker on Sutter comes in and he shoots the puck with his stick through the legs and it goes. Nasty. Nasty. Ooh. Gotta love those Ooh. WHL broadcasts, too. Small town. Like, oh, that was, that nice was pretty great. Oh, boy. oh, my. It was so nice. I don't know what to say or how to be excited. So there's the guy. Wow. There's the guy going first overall next season. This is the guy that's probably going to win Rookie of the Year this season. He's he's trying to work the judges a little bit, too. He's right over. And he's like, what are you guys giving me? Just a little kid. He's just a kid having fun that loves the game still. I know there's been a lot of debate about his skill set and some of the things he's tried to pull off, but look at the smile on his face right now. This kid just loves hockey. That is unbelievable. Well, and so how many kids for the next couple of weeks are going to be trying that on the backyard folks what the heck was that it was ridiculous so one the bedard goal it, itself was that's in game mm-hmm. and he's and i've been talking about him what since last season telling you guys about him like you got to watch over yeah, he, just sh- he just showed up on everybody's radar nobody had heard of him and he's out in Regina, and I keep looking like, when does Kelowna get him? So they don't get him this season, unfortunately. Um, like I said, a coworker of mine, her uh, nephew's playing with him, and after that goal happened, and she goes, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was on the bench watching that. Imagine how excited he was. Like imagine getting mm-hmm. to see that kid, and he's gonna be one of those great players. Imagine just riding shotgun on that, or just being the next lineup and watching. Like man, I I don't yeah. mind not playing tonight. It's kind of like Sid, right? I mean. There was so much hype around Sid when he was playing in Ramuski, and and then you would watch games and you would see him do things that you're like, oh geez. And that was one of those moments with Bedard. Like, yeah, you're right. In game, uh, the ability to just burn that defender and then go in and then have the calmness, right, and the poise to deliver ye old Merrick Malik. Between the legs. And that's that's goes top corner. And it just looks so easy for him. After he did everything else. Still pulls yeah. that off. Now, Zegris, I mean, he's doing some stuff. Like he did the he's already done the Michigan twice this season. He did the Michigan flip. Like he and then the he over went the like net. he was gonna go, yeah. So he's he's been all over the place. And I don't think you're not gonna see that in a shootout. I mean, if you do when that, uh, why not? I, I, maybe he does. If he does We've seen that before. Like we've seen the the players do the lacrosse style, yeah, like blade hook, right? And then, but it was the fact that he let go with one hand, spun around, and then flipped it the other direction, just using gravity to hold the 
puck to the stick. Like it looked like it was glued. Now everyone thinks. And then he scored, and then, oh yeah, he was also blindfolded. So, full disclosure on the whole blindfolded thing. When I won this uh, beautiful Danby fridge that I'm looking at right now, um, sometimes the materials they use aren't exactly blackout. Yeah. Sometimes Fair. you can, sometimes you can see things, and maybe sometimes you see a fridge when you're not supposed to be. And you, you know win. what, Ryan? I'm just gonna throw this out there that I agree. It's possible he could have seen a little bit through his. Regardless, players can players complain about having their vision obstructed by visors. And he's like, "Screw it! I'm gonna score a highlight reel goal." Not. I mean, if he if his vision was obstructed by fifty percent, it's still mega impressive. You forgot to mention that dodgeballs were coming across. Oh, that! Oh, that too. There was also. I mean, mascots suck at dodgeball, but that, whatever. That Huge could have been digital. They could have been digital dodgeballs, but I don't think they were. I don't think they were. Yeah. So who do you got? Well, Fleur would have been proud. He would have been. Yeah. Who Who do you got? You got to pick one. You going in game? Or are you going just? At bonkersness. But I'll always take in game. In game, okay. Yeah, just because it's harder to do, right? I mean, that's why you, that's why you don't see Reggie Miller dunk. Okay. <laughs> Reggie Miller could dunk. Yeah, but dunking in a game was way harder. That's true. I'm gonna go to make this interesting. I am gonna go in the All Star game because he did something uh, that I could never do. Nor could I do it in a video game because I've been trying on the stupid NHL game. And I'm sorry, but like L2 and R2 and like the stick and then shifting backwards. I can't do all those buttons. And he's... No, it's like it's like trying to walk with a skip, take a shit and chew gum all at once. It's too much. Exactly. Too much. And he's doing his like, oh, I could do it in real life. I don't need a controller. I'll just do it in real life. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely. Saying, I, I think my thing with the with the Zegr, not the Zegers thing, because it was great. It's all great. Let's. I mean, it's one A and one B. Yeah. I, I think. I think what happened was is it it happened organically. Sure. On on the Bedard play. I mean. Oh yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, he does practice that it happens. Just like Mike Lake told us, he practiced going in right. the Michigan. Right. Over and over and over and over and over again. But mm-hmm. it it has to. The opportunity has to present itself in real time. You have to make a smack decision and then and then do it. That's hard to do. I mean, Connor McDavid's been doing it for a while. Austin Matthews is another we, guy. We don't have like we don't like their teams. But when I see Austin Matthews or Connor McDavid with the puck, I know something is. You're paying attention. You have to. And even Drysaddle, he's he's like. He's like the next tier, but he's like literally trying to break the glass ceiling of that next tier. Because he, mm-hmm. when he's got the puck, I mean, he's just an assassin with the puck. Like it's just, it's gonna come off hard off the stick, and 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 that's all live in game, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no, like you and I are playing flag football. I always want to hurdle you. It's but doable. I can never do it because I can never take. <laughs> well, I could have hurdled him there if I go think back about it. Yeah, could have. Probably could have someone else. Would've. Someone else did. Didn't. Someone else did. I need I, those, I, I couldn't do it. In real I time. need the sticky gloves. That's probably why. I <laughs> I could catch it or something like that. That's that's how I can succeed in in flag football is the sticky gloves. That's that's how I'm going to get ahead in life. Yeah, I think that's what they need in like the Pro Bowl, like the skills, or have. We like, talked about that on. We talked about that on our on Thanos podcast, right? Like, what was the better catch, the David Tyree or the Odell Beckham? Yeah. And it's Beckham okay. has to be. It was Tyree. Oh, because he used his helmet. Mm. Yeah, he he used his helmet. It was in the Super Bowl. In the gum. 
Yeah, but yeah, he, had, he had the tart, tart fingers. Yeah, I, I can't agree with you on that. Speaking of, you know what? This because we've got our football show, but we haven't done it in a little while. Um, let's do it. Two things. First and foremost, who is winning the Super Bowl? Ted Wong. I just can't. I can't. But you have to. I can't. You do. Pick the Bengals. Oh. I can't. It's the division thing, isn't it? And and it's all about the division. Mm-hmm. And hey, look, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow could could end up being an all-time duo. An all-time connection duo. And that's saying a lot coming from Cincinnati. Knowing about Palmer and Ocho Cinco. Oh, they were nuts. <laughs> I mean, that was a connection. They were nuts. And they had TJ Hushmanzili too. TJ Hushmazu. I mean, that was that was arguably a better Rudy Johnson. That was arguably a better one of the best duos in in in, in the history of the game mm-hmm. for a period of time. One that never won anything. Thank nope. goodness. It, they were close and then I broke his leg. Yeah. And then I can't I I just can't. I, I want to see this all-time season from from Cooper Cup realized. I want to see, I want to see Matt Stafford do something after just wasting away in Detroit and being a good quarterback for years and being like that veteran guy. Because I think Stafford's a really good QB, and I think they're just an interesting offense all around. And I, I you know, even even OBJ. I mean, I think it would be good good to see him do something special okay, out there. Pay right? attention. I mean, before you go to uh, any Super Bowl party, pay attention to a lot of the pregame. His cleat setup uh, mm-hmm. went to the shoe surgeon. Um, anybody that is a sneakerhead who knows who the shoe surgeon is um, that works with Nike stuff, this guy does like one-offs, and they're mm-hmm. all just like the drip. Is, they're all good. Like you want every pair. I don't care if you hate that player or hate that team. That would be the one. Like I'm sorry, man. You would want that pair if it was. He did. You just would. He did SpongeBob ones a couple while, a couple of years back, and I I thought even those were dope. Yeah, he just the shoe surgeon is just he's unbelievable. I wish I could have access to him. So anyway, yeah. so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Rams because I just Rams? can't I just can't I, I can't have Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Baltimore winning Super Bowls. Just can't I can't do it. I mean, Steve would agree with me. He would. He would. Yeah. He would. Yeah. I. Uh... So I got to have my picks in. Uh, I, I'm the commissioner of our work pick'em league. <laughs> so, we, I've I've made a I've made a, a wrinkle because my dad was about the to run away. Okay, as commissioner. Yeah, he, my dad was about to run away with it. So everyone's like, "You can't just let him win. We got to make it interesting." I'm like, all right, you got to pick the Gatorade color. You got to pick the score, and you got to pick the winner. And the winner's worth two. And did you guys so, not do anthem time over under? Ah, uh, that's all the extra stuff. Oh, that's that's the big one. For there's us. there's just too many things to to go over, and I mean, I I have work to do. Believe it or not, like I do have a living to to earn. So there's always a guy at the Super Bowl party that does the. He just stands up like a minute before coin flip, and he says, "I've got two hundred bucks on heads. Anybody else who wants in on this, put down five dollars." So you're pitting five dollars on tails, essentially. Yeah, and he'll just clean up. Like yeah. he's he's lost in years, but he's been right a couple of years in a row. It's I mean, hey, for an extra just, five it's bucks, tails, that's a and drink. also he just walks around the tables, just collects five dollar bills from people. Yeah, it's it's pretty smart. That's good. That's good. That's clever. Yeah. So I yeah. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Now this isn't just to be different than you. 
there's just something about we are this. very different. Yeah, we are, but there's <laughs> there's something about this team that you should count them out, and they've been counted out multiple times this season in the regular season and in the playoffs. And however it's happened, and it's not even like Cinderella run stuff. They're actually a good football team. I fucking hate that you're right. And like you know, I am. You know, I, I know. am. I and they're just. Right. And it's not like they're fluking out either. Like there is talent. It's gonna be like. It's gonna be like Uzama, Super Bowl MVP, three touchdowns or something like that. It's something stupid. Something he's dumb. He's the new Nicole Hardman, basically. Like <laughs> it's it drives me absolutely crazy how good this this combo is because Jamar Chase could absolutely eat. Now it is the Super Bowl, and it's pretty rare where a guy like absolutely goes off for like fantasy numbers in a Super Bowl. It it is pretty rare. You don't see too much of that. Like it's you don't see a guy go off for multiple TDs unless they're like one yard dash or something like you know what I mean or a quarterback throwing like 500 yards like it's pretty rare where you just see like an absolute like scoreboard breaker so I'm not saying that's going to happen but I do think they've got enough talent on the offensive side to to make a game of it and I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way I think it's probably I mean, realistically, I think both teams could hold each other to a touchdown to end the game. Like, it could be last last team that scores wins kind of thing or holds off on one final drive. So I am going to take the Bengals. And my other question will be, because I have to stay home and watch it because we're we're not in, yeah, pro- the right we're not in protocol, but... Um, we're, you got we're, the girls' tournament coming up. We you got to make sure you get. We got there. that. Provincials are getting close, and we're just trying to keep and people you around and, uh, us. You and Chris are going door frame shopping, I think, too. Door frame. That's, the store. The store will be least busy at that time. Yeah, that's true. That's that's. I mean, it's it sucks, but we're we're now in a competitive household, and we need to limit our exposure as much as possible. And that's what I'm doing, and I'm okay with that. I got a nice big TV to watch the Super Bowl, and I've allowed myself to buy snacks. So. Ted, if you had to stay home this year to watch the Super Bowl, because mm-hmm. I I know you're not, and I am very envious of all the food you'll get to eat at staff pricing. Um, but if you had to pick, like, what would be like your two snacks for Super Bowl? Like, if you're at home and like calories don't count on Super Bowl Sunday, what are your two snacks that you're like, I will eat enough of this that I'm going to feel guilty about all my life decisions for the next five hours? Hmm. Can we do like a like a cooked snack I and a care. dry snack, or I, should I just do like two cooked snacks? You d- you pick whatever you feel would put you in a place where like you've cheated on yourself, like you feel ashamed of what you've just done. Because mm. I know w- you have that place, and you're a pretty fit dude. But I know like you have a spot. You're like, I'm willing to go here. I think I'd probably go. I want to say wings, mm-hmm. uh, but I also want to say bottomless carnitas. Oh, and just, so I think I'm gonna just give her. You know, I'm gonna pick the carnitas, okay. bottomless carnitas with, okay. the, with the with the baked pulled pork and the <sighs> fresh jalapenos and the pickled onions. Go and, on, go on, and the cilantro, and you top it all on the little tiny mini tacos, and you just crush those. Like you just you just hand. Oh, bomb my them. mouth is watering. I'm having a hard time talking. You just hand bomb. So it would just be like the warmed plate of stuff just available for you to just sit there and stack carnitas all game. 
So that'd be number one. Okay. Okay. Number two would be Beecher's baked bacon mac and cheese. What? Yeah. Have you ever had this? Beecher's. You've gone to Seattle. I have. And you go to you go to the like the market like Fisherman's. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. And there's like Beecher's cheeses there. Okay. And they have all these curds and stuff like that, but you can get that cheese and they make a baked like a mac and Beecher's mac and cheese. Really? And it's like, I don't even know all the different kinds of cheeses that are in it. But, but there's a lot of different it. cheeses. Yeah, and because because the market is like they they try to incorporate everybody else. You can right. like get your wine from this place and grab your beer from here, and then walk over to Beecher's and get your mac and cheese. And before you do that, you go over to the truffle oil shop and you make sure you sprinkle some of that on there, and then you're good to go. Beecher's mac and cheese. I'll make sure to get you the recipe. We'll post it on here. You can probably get it direct from the website. Okay, now you got me interested because mm. now I'm not good at like baking. But I had bacon. bacon. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I would. I'm gonna get Christine on that because I don't want to do it. I would rather it be done properly because I'll follow the instructions like 90 times, so it'll take two hours to make. Whereas a functioning human being like my wife will have it done in appropriate amount of time. So. Those are two great ones. Those are. So I can't wait to hear what you got. I'm going to go because I'm not going to be at said party. And um, I'm not going to mention where. Um, I Oh, that's perfect. So I'm going to keep this on my screen. I am going to go uh, homemade. So we we usually do this every year for at least one, one like sit at home and have whatever. So we do our homemade pachos. Mm, so I'm well, definitely gonna have those. So your your lattice fries, if you will, mm -hmm. and uh, Savon's actually got some good ones. You, we always try to find them on sale because they are expensive, um, and I got a family four to feed. But and if you don't know what lattice fries are, first off, shame on you. Second off, please look them up. Basically, the gr the grid. You get the grid. So we'll do like a full pan of those. And then you absolutely have to have your cheese on it. We do like the green onions. It's tough to get meat on there. Like we'll try to do like a ground turkey or ground beef on there without like sogging up the. So you got there's a way to do it. Correct, like you crushed and, and chopped bacon. Well, we haven't. We've been like I said. We do like either a ground beef or a, or a turkey. We don't. We've never really done the bacon part. Um, but again, you you can make them how you want. They're never awful. So the first year that we did it, we're like, oh, just put the meat on there. Yeah, those things were so soggy. So we learned our lesson. We learned our lesson. It's like with nachos, right? Yeah, you're like, why are these? Oh, because all the, oh, that's why. When you make tacos, folks, yeah, that's why you drain everything and blah, blah, blah. So we, we do that. So um, pachos. Do you have the Emerald Isle recipe? We, uh, we do have that. You probably um, should explain what that is, too. So Kelly O'Brien's has... Anyone in British Columbia, um, the lower half. Um, actually, I think there's one up in Prince George too. So it's a it's a. It's, Jeez, those poor guys. <laughs> if it's a franchise. People got to make money. People got to make money. Um, it, it's basically it's a honey mustard type sauce. And again, another thing you can get on the internet. Maybe we just need to have like a list of these things. Um, you can make it. There is there is a, a recipe on how to make this honey mustard sauce, and you can drink it. Pretty much. You shouldn't, but you can. Um, we usually will buy Mississippi sauce, which is also a staple. It is made in Sycamus, I think. Um, 
And that is a great honey mustard sauce to use if you're not doing the Emerald Isle. So basically homemade pachos, that's the first one. How you do your meat and everything doesn't really matter. But we make a full tray of that. And usually I'm absolutely stuffed after that. So it is kind of tough to bring wings into the into the fold. But um, the other one would be, I think because like Super Bowl is like four hours long. Like it is a marathon. It's a, it's a day. It's a full event. Yeah. Like if you're going to be eating all day, like again, usually you're just bloated by the end of the day. So chicken wings, they're like a staple. I'm not even going to include those. I'll just assume that everyone picks chicken wings. Um, the other one, basically we do like the meat and cheese platter. So basically like your typical, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, like what are you talking about? Like, so, like cilantro? Like, like no, no. You want like, like salami? You're looking for all, all charcuterie those charcuterie board? Charcuterie board. There we go. Yeah. So basically, we just do like a, a hyped up version of that. Next, excellent. So we've got the Emerald Owl. We're gonna post these. Um, so basically, we do those. I'm not saying that it's like a must, but it keeps you going. It keeps. Usually, we've got like some of the oils and stuff that we'll use, but usually you can have a bigger thing, more types of cheese. So I'm not doing the mac and cheese, but I'm doing the cheese. And it got some meats, and you get the crackers, and you stack them, and this, that, and the other. Get some brie in there, a little bit of gouda, maybe something else. You know, sometimes you get that really old aged cheddar. It's got that saltiness to it. Mm, yeah. Like so you start this, playing when around. When I was little, I called it like the stinky foot cheese. But yeah. I, like love it now. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you get a little freaky, and you you eat a bunch you of get, that, uh, and you get bunged you get, up. Like, dates and dates and stuff on there, and figs uh, and things like no, that. No. I'm not the fruit thing isn't my thing, but some people love that stuff. It's eh? not, not my jam. Sometimes the spicy jams. I like the spicy jams. I could I could do that. So those would probably be the main ones, and because we still have a bunch of scallops left, bacon wrap scallops. Oh, a third, a bonus. I'm just throwing that in there because I got leftovers still from Christmas. So so those those are just a throw in because I still have some. So we've actually had to buy bacon twice to use these also. Um, they're delicious. They are worth, oh man, they're worth like the 20 minutes it takes to make and the two minutes to eat them. It's a real buzzkill, but they're mm-hmm. always, always, always worth it. And make sure you've got cocktail sauce for that. So We'll have to get together next year. We'll get you in next next year back to normal, hopefully. So two final things, two final things. So we've gone over, we've gone over the hockey, we've gone over the goals, we've gone over the cool intro video. Um, Two things: Luke Shen, apparently Luke Shen swinging big dig energy there. I just he's an absolute piss missile. I hope he does not get traded to the rumored Toronto Maple Leafs because he's found a home. Just stay home. You got a house in Kelowna. You don't need to go any further than that. Well, it's not really his choice. <laughs> it should be. Does he have an NMC? I, I no. But I'm gonna. I would foresee it to be difficult for them to want to move him now, with especially with in light of what's going on with Tucker Pool, and now he's being he's out with with headaches and dizziness and all that sort of stuff being placed on IR. Yeah. Um, so seeing how he essentially stole that spot, and there's not a rugged third pairing defenseman out there. Maybe Noel Juleson. I don't know. He's got like three points in two games. Yeah, it might be difficult for them to trade him. Uh, just from the team need perspective, somebody's right. got to be a bit of a cop, right? But a bit of a sheriff out there. It's probably has, Shen, even though he kind of got, got tooled up a little bit by that big, big fucker. Shen has like almost 20 hits in two games. Yes. Like legitimately, I'm not even exaggerating. Him he, and Watching him and Burroughs out there is hilarious because they just try to hit everything. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. So good on you, boys. Um, mm-hmm. That was the one we did talk about. Jack Rathbone. Uh, he had a goal and four assists the other night. Uh, Quinn, who's? That was playing words. 
I don't know. I like how you have to let everybody know that it's play on words. Well, sometimes people don't get my jokes. You don't sometimes. Mm. So, um, and then obviously, uh, move health and wellness. Uh, make sure you guys go check them out. They are in Kelowna, so we got to support them. Uh, thank you very much for for hopping on board with us. Um, any final words, sir? Have you been playing Wordle? I have. I haven't got today's. I haven't played today's yet. Mine launches. My new one launches in twenty minutes. So I'm very excited mm. about that. I got it in two the other day. I uh, oh two. I know. That's I fast. couldn't believe it. And then I went back to three today. So I was. I mean, three is my wheelhouse, but two figured uh, maybe I win an award. But you don't. I'm not very good at Wordle, and anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a phenomenal speller. That's but true. you know, I I plug along. I try to. I try to. I usually get it in four or five. Very rarely do I go to six. Have you missed one yet? Um, like, have you got I one totally wrong? Neither have I. I haven't. I, I haven't yet. So I've been pretty fortunate there. But I will say that it took my wife four guesses on the last word yesterday. Oh. And and I got it in three. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. I will, probably will not let that go for a while because she is some sort of wordsmith savant when it comes to that type of stuff. Do you cheat? Do you not cheat, like, find out what the word is, but do you go and, like, Google five-letter words? Oh. No. my. So what I will do is I'll play for a little bit, and then I'll leave it alone mm. for, like, hours. Oh. And then I might go, I might go read. I might go read a couple articles or something like that, or, like, read a couple pages from a book. Yeah, and just get your your brain working with with words again, and then I'll I'll come back to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't do that. I just I get to a point and I just hit frustration mode like instantly. If I'm if it's not the first two words, then I'm like, all right, words that end in this. <laughs> words that and there's like a thousand. I'm like, oh, all right, I guess I got to think. Words that have letters S O R C. <laughs> Force, force. Oh no, boy! It can only be one. It can only in be position X Y Z. Yeah, exactly. And it has to be this. Okay, sorry. Final in the thing. English language. Final thing because our our episode was named on it. The Tyler Mott penalty yesterday. Oh God! How do you get that wrong? Oh man! So as well as today, yeah. Yeah, my first reaction was to reach out to, um. A good friend of ours. I, I, I'm trying not to name his name because I know he's not really into that but, kind of thing, and but he our... isn't. He is an actual referee mm-hmm. at the WHL level, and it's not Pap. No. Nope. So I should uh, other guy I should give him that. Yeah, the other guy. Yep. So why don't you tell me what you think about it first, and then I'll bring up his comments on it. Well, I mean, really, you see it because it happens in real time. You see a high stick, but at the same time, if you're paying attention, and I probably like looked down for like two seconds and missed it, mm-hmm. the very first replay. And again, the referees they don't have the advantage of of replay; they see it in real time and have to make a judgment call. That being said, mm-hmm. I mean they review so many things. The stick was knocked out of his hand. It did a full cyclone. And hit the guy in the face, and they call a high stick. He didn't even he didn't have any control whatsoever on what happened, and they called a penalty on it. They missed the call clearly. 
It was a bad call. So our guy, mm-hmm. our, our our resident referee in house, who if he was if this was live and we had him on the show, he'd have like the and he'd have like the fuzzed out face. Yeah. No penalty, no doubt, and angle playing tricks on his zebra's eyes. Been there, done that. Shitty part is that is if Chickren was bleeding, it's four minutes and they would have had to have reviewed and rescinded the penalty. But since it was only a minor, they couldn't even review it. Brutal. I think you have to put, and I compl- we complain about this in the NFL a lot too. I think you have to put the the power in the referee's hands to make the right call. Mm-hmm. If it's so obvious you made a mistake, let them rescind it. You can do that in if baseball. You're going to give now. them the ability to rescind it on a four, rescind yeah. it on a two. Yeah. You can do that in baseball now. You can call back and out. Mm-hmm. Jim Joyce knows all about that. Jim Joyce, I was just going to say. So. There you Thanks go. Thanks for reckoning. No, no, Jim Joyce. I do know you felt bad, though. What a press conference, too, after. Oh, man. <laughs> I almost want to watch it again because it was so funny. Oh, boy. I can't remember the pitcher. What was the pitcher's name that was thrown? Uh, Angel Hernandez. Angel? Yeah, Angel. He was just so... It's okay. Yeah. He was just such a human about it. He was just so... It's, it's fine. People make mistakes. I, I know that I threw a no-no. Yeah, I mean, we all know what happened. Yeah, I know, but and he's not written into history books. But you know what? He's okay with it. Yeah, and everybody else was like, "You should just kill this guy." But if Hernandez is okay with it, yeah, the one guy that it should matter the most to, yeah, that was just absolutely brutal. Oh, it just thinking back, ugh, ugh, sports, sports, sports. This has been a lot of fun. Somehow we made this work. Technical difficulties, we still got past them. And uh, you all saw a wicked-ass intro. So this has been the Phantom Mott episode of the PP1 podcast. I came up with that by myself. All right. Yeah, there was another weird uh, high-sticking incident in this game, too. There was. Which was a penalty, but still weird. Yeah, it, it is what it is. So uh, if you don't have any final words, my friend, I think it's time for my bedtime. Well, i got to post this still, I guess. So um, lunches are made, so I'm good there. Watch a bit of Olympics. Yes, we, we're getting stuff done over at this house. Um, oh, thanks for your login creds for the Sportsnet, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you got to lose those soon, though, because I don't know how long I can have that many accounts. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you, you'll know what I talk about. Um, yeah, on behalf of Ted and Ryan, this is the PB1 Podcast on the Dean Blundell Network. Like and subscribe. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Spotify. Like it. Either of those. Make sure you do all that. Did we win another medal? YouTube, MySpace. Everything. ICQ chat. Yeah, AOL. Please, Alta Vista. Make sure you give us some love because we would like to love you back. Peace out. Hey, it's Joel Williamson, host of That Nerd Dad podcast. Look, finding time for yourself is an important part of parenting. It allows us to be the best version of ourselves for our kids. So tune in every week to talk about parenting, pop culture, and politics. Whether you're an exhausted parent looking for a laugh or a stone teenager who clicked on this by mistake, this is the podcast for you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, the Dean Blundell Network, or at thatnerddad.ca. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. 
He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.